You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel. We're pleased right now to be joined by Joel Corey, cap expert with CBS Sports. Joel, reached out because you have a new article today, CBSSports.com, and agents take 10 players who could get contract extensions before the start of the 2019 season. Obviously, a lot of Chiefs fans are concerned about Chris Jones because here they are with a Super Bowl chance, and he's a big part of that. Let's just start here. I know you uncovered some new information here, I think, for Kansas City on the Chiefs and Jones' situation, but what do you make of the situation as a whole from a basic standpoint? Uh, I look at it that Chris Jones probably wants to be paid like a top pass rusher and Kansas city may be looking at it that, well, we just paid one guy over 20 million per year. We don't necessarily want to have two pass rushers in that range right now. You're not paying a quarterback. So it's feasible from that standpoint. If you are someone who consistently puts pressure on a quarterback, it doesn't matter whether you're a three, four outside linebacker four three defensive end or an interior guy, you get paid a premium. I used to represent John Randall, help represent him. He was an interior guy. He was once the highest paid defensive player. I'm not saying Chris Jones is John Randall, <laughs> but um, this is a guy that did do something nobody's ever done with the consecutive sack streak. was third in the NFL in sacks. So if you guys aren't going to pay him and it ultimately gets to that point, somebody will as long as the wheels don't fall off for him. One thing that I I don't I don't know the agent, don't know Chris Jones, but I just know from my experience that when an outsider gets paid before the guy who's been there gets paid, that's a problem. So Chris Jones probably took exception to Frank Clark getting the type of money he probably wanted. I used to have conversations, I don't know how many times, with players venting about how they take they took care of someone that hadn't played it down for us, usually through free agencies opposed to the trade, but won't take care of us who've been here. So that's another dynamic. He's not going to hold out uh, just because it, it doesn't work for him to hold out. There's right. a rule that's been on in CBAs ever since I can remember that you don't get an accrued season, a year service for free agency unless you report at least 30 days before the first regular season game, not the team's first regular season game, the first regular season game that of the year. That deadline's August 6th. So Chris Jones is not going to have a long holdout, most likely, uh, just because he has three years of service for a free agency. He needs the fourth to be unrestricted. Right now, the three, if he doesn't get another, will make him a restricted free agent when his contract expires. Yes, there is a chance they could franchise him, uh, as opposed to giving a restricted free agent tender, which would give him a first round uh, pick in return, which will be between like four, six and four, nine, depending upon how much the cap goes up. But you don't want to put that type of control in the hands of the team. If you do have a holdout past August 5th, then he's in it for the long haul. He's all in just because of that one reason. Right. I think it's going to be more like Justin Houston 
he was in a similar situation a few years ago. He skipped all the offseason program, showed up on time for camp because of this one reason. He wanted to be unrestricted at the end of the year. Uh, the only time I've ever seen that come into play was years ago. Uh, there's a running back out of Florida, Eric Rett, who held out after his second year, didn't get the contract he wanted, signed a four-year rookie contract. When that expired, he was now restricted as opposed to unrestricted because he missed that deadline. Right, so you, you mentioned August 6th, and I think this is the new news to a, a lot of Chiefs fans. In the short term, at least, when you think about, okay, if Jones misses this deadline and then eventually has to return because he doesn't want to miss the year, he becomes a restricted free agent uh, next year. In the short term, this gives the Chiefs a little bit of the leverage, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, just like with Justin Houston, that they can just wait it out if they're not comfortable where the money is. And I've heard that he wants Aaron Donald-type money. Yeah, right. um, I yeah, I, I get that, but you're not Aaron Donald. Nobody's Aaron Donald. So <laughs> you probably have to do it another year. Then you're in a better position to ask for Aaron Donald money because then it's a two-year-old deal. But, yeah, Chiefs know time and leverage is on their side from that standpoint. That if Plus, he's going to get fined $40,000 for each day he misses. He hasn't made significant NFL money. By real-world standards, yes. But $40,000 per day, if the Chiefs choose to uh, exercise their ability to fine him, is going to add up when your salary this year, your base salary is uh, just a shade under 1.2. <laughs> this is a very humbling podcast for Chris Jones, I think, unfortunately. If it did play out like that and another team wanted to sign Jones with a restricted free agent tag, just to be clear, the Chiefs could recoup a first-round pick because they choose the tender in that, even though he was drafted in the second round. Yeah, yeah, you can put the tender, various tenders on a guy. Because he was a second-round pick, then that's his original draft round. There's an original draft round compensation tender where it would be probably like 2-2-2-3 two, 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 um, if he did that, but everybody and their mother would give a second round pick for him as long as he gets you a season healthy. So the highest restricted tender is now a first round pick under the previous CBA it was a first and third, but now it's first. So yeah, you would get a first round pick in return on an unmatched offer sheet. But if you really wanted to keep the guy, you don't want a team putting together an offer sheet, which would make it difficult to match. You can't do poison pills anymore because of the shenanigans years ago of Nate Burleson and Steve Hutchinson, where it was like, if he plays so many games in this city, then he has to be the highest paid lineman on the team. They retaliated, so the CBA has no poison pills. But you can still front load contracts, fully guarantee things, have uh, the ability to opt out. That's how Alex Mack's uh, transition offer sheet did um, was ultimately matched uh, from by Cleveland to Jacksonville, had him sign, um, was structured. So, yeah, it could be untenable it'd also be a way to let the market dictate what he's worth but it's a risk if you really want to keep the guy <laughs> yeah of course but based upon all your experience you know your former sports agent you've worked with contracts you're considered one of the premier i think salary cap experts in the industry how do you expect this to play out and when should chiefs fans expect jones back reasonably with the team I'd be shocked if he held out one day at training camp um, just because it doesn't make sense to do so since you are going to be giving up $40,000 a day and you can't hold out long anyway <laughs> because of the uh, accrued season problem. Here's the interesting thing that 
what do you do if he plays out plays out the year and you have Tyreek Hill for a significant part of the season? I'm a little bit skeptical about whether he's going to play all 16 games because you don't need to be convicted for Roger Goodell right. to uh, actually discipline you under the personal conduct policy. Ezekiel Elliott can attest to that. But let's say he plays half the season or more and he's the same guy he was. I think from a population standpoint, you still can't do a long-term deal with him because uh, there's a certain segment of football fans, less so Chiefs fans, who don't think he ever should have gotten a second chance to play right. uh, the first time around. So you in 2020, you can use two tags. It's the last year of the CBA. As long as there's not a new CBA, you have benefit of two tags, which is one franchise, one transition. The interesting thing would be who would get which one if they both had expiring contracts. Right. I would probably franchise Jones and transition Hill taking the risk that he's going to be hard for other teams to really want to go after, given the baggage. The one team I'd be worried about is John Dorsey putting together the best receiving core in potentially NFL history. <laughs> of course. I mean, you give John Dorsey a little bit of money to play with, Chiefs fans will tell you he'll, he'll spend it on some, on some talent, that's for sure. I want to again recommend people to go to cbssports.com. Joel Corey's article, Agents Take 10 Players Who Could Get Contract Extensions Before the Start of the 2019 Season. Joel, what else are you working on? What should fans be looking out for? Well, this week's article is on 10 guys with the contract extensions. Last week's was uh, on Carson Wentz's deal and who could benefit from it. And I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing next week yet. <laughs> I'm sure uh, the legal will give you something to talk about. It usually does. At oh, this well, time yeah, it usually does. It's just that now <laughs> we're hitting kind of the slow part yeah. of the year. So I may have to do a little more thinking than reacting to some something which is topical. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for joining us. This should give a good bit of clarity to a lot of our Arrowhead Pride readers. Hey, thanks for having me. So that's CBS Sports Cap Analyst Joel Corey providing some more information on this Chris Jones contract situation. I feel like some of the info he provided will make Chiefs fans feel a little bit better ahead of training camp, which is just five weeks away. I think everyone can agree Chris Jones being there is better than Chris Jones not being there. If you like the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, please go ahead and rate and review us. Everything helps. Keep it locked in at arrowheadpride.com, your one-stop shop for Kansas City Chiefs news. My name is Pete Sweeney, and I appreciate you listening.